These tens for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have the Ophidian Motel. So, um, I believe last week when I had Adam on, um, we tracked down a creep pasta for Appalachian, uh, for the Appalachian Trail and like the creepy voices in the woods and stuff. And I found one on this website called creepypastastories.com, which is a new website that we've, uh, that I, that I discovered for like reading creepypastas from. And like that story was really well done. So I figured, okay, if that's the bar, let's see how the other stories on this ep- on this website match. So wow. I hunted down. Yeah. So I, I, uh, uh, looked at their main page with like their featured stories and the Ophidian motel was there. I was like, okay, that sounds like an interesting story. Let's take a look at that one. So that's why we're covering the Ophidian Motel, which you can check out on creepastastories.com. And it is by Seth Paul. So let's uh, do our initial re- uh, initial recommendations. Uh, I'm going to recommend this one. I am not going to recommend this one. Interesting. And for proper balance in all things, I am going to partially recommend this one. The balance has been restored. <laughs> Uh, well, let, let's find out why our opinions are as such, uh, and starting with the rundown. So, Nair is kicked out of his apartment temporarily, or for at least a few days or weeks, at the start of the pandemic in 2020. Um, forced to seek out another place to sleep for the next few days, uh, one of his few and only options is a seedy motel called the titular Ophidian Motel. Uh, he gets a room from the begrudging desk clerk who won't even take calls from the landline when it's ringing in front of him. He's just glued to his cell phone. Um, but Nair manages to get a key and get in, gets into his room, and it's okay. Like, it's not terrible, but it's not bad. Uh, and after getting hungry, uh, he heads out to the, near, to the vending machine outside of the, uh, the, the clerk's office, and finds that the walls of this motel are quite paper thin as he is able to overhear a conversation with the desk clerk who's finally picked up that bone. Apparently, there is some kind of um, arrangement going on discreetly uh, tonight. And so Nair kind of gets privy to that. Later that evening, Nair is able to hear a commotion outside where the dubious arrangements begin to escalate. As a large group of people enter another room in the in the motel, and the clerk is told by a mysterious figure from that group to get rid of Nair's car. Uh, the clerk enters Nair's room via the master key, and after taking Nair's car keys, proceeds to pull out a knife with the intent to murder Nair. Nair, who has been feigning sleep this entire time, manages to subdue the clerk and scrambles to reach his car. But as he is about to leave for safety, hears chanting and a distressed sound of somebody coming from the room where the other people are. He breaks in and finds robed mummified cultists who are about to kill a little girl who is bound and gagged. 
the head cultist strangely and easily pushes Nair to the wall and prepares to stab him with a special blood-collecting dagger when Nair uses the switchblade from the clerk and cuts the cultist's wrist. It's here that we find out that there is something inside these cultists that is trying to get out from any wound that is inflicted. And through a flurry of panic, Nair manages to rescue the girl and flee the scene. Uh, he gets her to safety and finds out that the cult was planning to take something from her that required her to be frightened in order to achieve their goals. Um, he later finds out that that something was uh, adrenochrome, uh, which is rumored to be used by various wealthy people for immortality and youth in conspiracy theories. Given that Nair does some research and finds a local electee uh, who looks an awful lot like the guy's father, who was also a local electoral candidate back in the day, it seems this has been going on for some time, this collection of this adrenochrome and like their, whatever they do to inject themselves with it to make themselves younger and immortal, effectively. Um, so Nair goes on the lamb effectively after this uh, to stay hidden from their, these cultists who might go after him for what he knows. All the while, Nair worries of, thi of the thing that was itching to get out of the cultists that's making them these immortal beings and how it is kept in such delicate vessels as the, um, the mummified, uh, mummified cultists, uh, bodies. Finn. So, uh, I suppose we'll move on to everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions at this point. Um, I've got a couple, not a lot, but a few. Uh, I'll start with this one here. I went in. Oh, yeah. I went in the see the front desk clerk. So I think that's supposed to be. I went in to see the front desk clerk. <laughs> I read then, right over that one. Yeah. Then yep. the next one here. I tried to pull his hand away from my face, but as strong as he was, I could barely manage anything. Doesn't that shouldn't shouldn't that mean perhaps? Um, but as strong as I was, or even, but with his un, but with his un, with his odd strength, I could barely manage. I, I could barely manage anything. Like it just seemed odd when. So in the original text, it's um, but as strong as he was, I could barely manage anything. It's like why are you putting that but there? <laughs> it probably should be with yeah. as strong as he was. Yeah. Like I tried to pull his mm. his hand away from my face, but with or as I, or, I could barely manage anything with how strong he was. Yeah, like reverse the uh, some of the text. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I would uh, mm -hmm. I would go with that. And then my next yeah, one so here. Like I tried to pull his hand away from my face, but I could barely manage anything with how strong he was. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then my next one here. For a moment, I thought I saw something greenish gray, thick, oily, writhing, like it was going to push its way out of the arm, like like tube of tooth, like tube of a toothpaste. I think uh, that A needs to be moved, so it's like like a tube of toothpaste. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then my last one. Um, how many have had been drained by that awful knife? I think you just need to remove the had there. So it says, how many have been drained by that awful knife? Mm-hmm. And that is the grammar I caught. So, Mikey, these stands for evil. Uh, well, as per usual, I have a conjunction junction. Ooh. And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It was especially upsetting because with everything else going on out in the world, travel wasn't exactly the greatest thing to be doing right now. But choosing between having to shore up somewhere and having bug spray in my nose and on my toothpaste, I'd take my chances with the unknown. It was one of those single-level places that try to look quaint on the outside, but you know nothing quaint happens behind those closed doors. But I heard the clerk pick up. It had to have been a group of six, seven people easy, but definitely not the sounds of a John and his lady going off to spend the night. It was muffled, but I could hear someone sobbing, moaning, like they had a gag in their mouth. It was the front desk clerk and another. It may not have been the best thing for me to do, but it was all I could think of. But after he pulled out the switchblade and popped it open, I knew no matter what, I wasn't going to be killed over it. It looked like he planned to hold my mouth and plunge the knife in underhand, stabbing me as much as possible before I could react. And in the midst of it, the terrified sobbing I had heard earlier, sounding like it was getting more desperate. But now, nothing. It was the same deep, hoarse voice that had spoken outside my window. It had a blade that zigzagged like a snake, and on the handle was a bottle, screwed into it like the bottom of an airbrush gun. But where you'd expect to see bone, blood, anything at all, there was just a void. Or maybe not quite empty. But she didn't know what that it was. But I can tell you this. It's a substance everybody has in them. Made by the adrenaline gland. uh, Made by the adrenal glands. It's out there if you want to buy it. But rumors say that... There are certain people that get off on the high it produces, that it can extend life, and the only way to produce the best is to induce fear, and the best fear comes from younger people. But I haven't gotten to the best part, and he just put out a video, but I still think the most horrible thing is what tried to escape from that wrist that night. Finn. Wow. 
change uh, it a little bit. Yeah, it does change it a little bit. It kind of makes it like the pharmaceutical company that is it uh, is uh, behind all this a little bit with the like, it's out there. It's in all of us. You can get it. You can get it, but it will give you a it's crazy like high almost. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then like he was hearing the moaning and some of that, and then like, but he was like about to be like knifed, and then it's like, but then there was nothing because I died. <laughs> I a... was like, yeah. um, when it first described like the the group of people showing up, he was yeah. previously just talking about the desk clerk. So it's yeah. like the desk clerk was there, and then it said uh, it picked up seven or eight people or something like that. So the desk clerk was like literally carrying seven or eight people into <laughs> the uh, into the motel. At yeah. which point, then he and um, and someone else were like tied and gagged in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> very confusing. It was very, it was very confusing. <laughs> but I mean, that that does happen when we take out of context uh, sentences, mm-hmm. so. which is what Mikey does with these. He grabs all the sentences that start with words that they probably shouldn't, like it's ends or buts, because there's always better words to use, and Indeed. strings them together into a story which sometimes has hilarious results. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, next up is the gamer in yellow with his, the grammar in yellow. It is. I mean, I is, but uh, yeah, the term. Yeah, okay. Here we that go. I is is not a proper. <laughs> speaking of grammar, that is not I a proper. Know how to word real good. I clean it. It is also technically the way the idiot talks. No, okay. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Sure you do. Anyway, so um, Nair gets in there and he starts describing the room, and he's talking about the widescreen TV. And then there's a, a bracket that says, though, one of those cheapy ones they sell for 50 bucks at your local retail s- store with no name brand on it. I feel like it's a little long winded for mm-hmm. a bracketed section, especially since mm-hmm. most of that information is completely unnecessary. I mean, so, yeah, I feel yeah. like it could just be cut down to a widescreen TV bracket, a cheap knockoff one. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. remove the brackets entirely and just say a no, a no name widescreen TV. So you know it's just a, a crummy TV. It's not like it's a high-end one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like that entire huge bracket is just a way to describe cheap. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Basically. Yeah. It's it's overdoing it. And then the next one is in regards to formatting of three paragraphs. Um and just I would set up the paragraphs differently, in my opinion. Um it's the paragraphs that start with, I didn't expect much from the room and the two following paragraphs, but without sitting down and reading all three paragraphs, I'll summarize them. Yeah. So the paragraphs, what they basically say is paragraph one is describing the room. Paragraph two is describing the room and also watching TV and going outside. And then paragraph three is describing the sound through the thin walls. The way that I would shift the paragraphs around would be like this, putting the three paragraphs into two as well. Paragraph one, keep all of the initial room description he noticed when he first saw the place. So it would start with, I didn't expect much from the room and end at not even space for a closet, which is in the second paragraph. And then the second paragraph here would start with, um, would be basically uh, the description of the next several minutes of time, like him watching TV going outside here uh, through the walls and stuff. So it would start with, I toss what clothes I had and it would end with would be a nice way of putting it. Yeah. So condense the three paragraphs into two. Yeah. But mainly the big mm-hmm. thing is keeping them focused 
So paragraph yeah. one is all talking about describing the room. And then when he stops describing the room and he goes and does something else, you jump to a new paragraph. Which is what you do. Yes. Yeah. But it's not what was done in the story. No. This next part is when um, Nair is overhearing the clerk on the phone. And he says, hello? Yeah, sorry, I couldn't answer earlier. Taking a reservation. No, 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 wait. I know, I know. But trust me, you'll be fine. Look, you know me. I wouldn't let it bother you. It's just one guy. It'll be fine. Okay, see you in a bit. That's the quote. Yeah. Personally, I put a lot of ellipses in there when the clerk stops talking and is listening to the responses. Otherwise, it just sounds like he said all that with no breaks. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Rousseau dialogue. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, reading his lines without waiting for the other person to say anything. You know, you know what it is? It's it's when it's when Tommy Wiseau walks into that flower shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that dialogue. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. Like, it definitely could use uh some ellipses uh mm-hmm. to break to to show that there's somebody else talking that you're we're not getting. Yeah. Then this last one is well, based on what I saw that night. Maybe something tempted people, powerful people, to sample the stuff, and now that can't get on without it. I would personally, I'd switch that that to they, so it'd be, and now they can't get on without it. Yeah, I, I let that one go, but I, I was like, the, the last couple of times, like the first couple of times I read it, I was like, I don't know. I was just, I was very sus about that that sentence, but I let it go. So, <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I caught it. Yep. But that is the end of my grammar in yellow. All right. Uh, then I suppose we'll move on to actual thoughts. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start with uh, this sentence here. Uh, I think it was actually mentioned earlier with uh, Mikey's uh, conjunction junction. Um, it was especially upsetting because with everything else going on in the world, travel wasn't exactly the greatest thing to be doing right now. So this might be a bit of a nitpick, um, but it's clearly talking about like this is the story clearly takes place during the pan the start of the pandemic. Um, yeah, it it like the story even like came out in 2020. Like, so like I, and, and but at no point does the story actually mention like something about the pandemic. So I'll, I, I feel like it should mention maybe a little bit more directly, like as a result of quarantine or as a result of the pandemic, something mm-hmm. um, like, like basically, we get it because we were around then. But someone reading this after the fact may not yeah. be aware. Yeah, like and like even like it, not not to think that you not to say that like authors should think long term about these kind of things. Like you you're clearly writing in the know or writing in the now uh, when you're writing the story. But like, I'll just like hindsight's twenty twenty. Like maybe like somebody de- ten years down the road. Uh, <laughs> uh. Oh my fuck! I walked into that. <laughs> I yep. Um, I've been waiting for a chance to use that. <laughs> God damn it! I say truly was twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, think of like ten years down the road, somebody reading this creep pasta, they're gonna be like, "What? What's this guy talking about?" Um, and like, if you have it in the story, you don't. They don't have to like do any more. The reader doesn't do uh, like as much work to like figure that out. Yeah. Um, also, I gotta say. I do like that this seem that this this it seems to take place early on in the in in 2020 like during that quarantining phase because that is a time of a lot of mundane horror with landlords in fact being really shitty people publicly 
and the whole quarantine situation like it was ne- de- like we all lived through that like it was damn near post-apocalyptic <laughs> or at least way more dystopian than we were all comfortable with <laughs> right there was like almost no toilet paper i know like the the, the, the tp apocalypse was upon us yeah people were buying bidets <laughs> were they yeah no, no legitimately like bidet like people like like the internet was a was a flush uh with um with the with like instructions to diy bidet wow that's amazing yeah day sales went through the fucking roof yeah <laughs> but but in seriousness like the whole like um like i again i remember like tr- like me my family were all like huddled together in our one house um we had stockpiled alcohol and food <laughs> and, you led with alcohol <laughs> yeah well, I, it, but like on fridays like businesses were collapsing restaurants like this is be more serious businesses were collapsing restaurants were trying to adapt faster than uh then uh bef- faster than their landlords and, and like property owners were like dropping down bills and um like i remember like every friday my family uh would send me out like a fucking like post-apocalyptic survival settlement scout yeah. <laughs> to go get like our 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 dinner like uh, our friday like kind of like pep dinner like we would go out and like, we'd get we'd, t- we'd order takeout from a from a local restaurant you basically had to go out hunting yeah uh, but like we'd we'd order we'd order on like on um like on a Friday like because it was like to kind of like raise our spirits and we'd go out and I I would go out and drive to the like the place because they were all doing that um like pick it up and then you can uh, and like wear a mask wear put disinfectant on stuff like that mm-hmm. and yeah like driving it was just like the road <laughs> there was nobody on the roads <laughs> it was a band like everything was very quiet everything was very still and it was like very eerie for those first couple of months yeah but um Doomsday preppers were like super happy yeah for the first couple of months and then they were getting itchy <laughs> yeah um but um yeah so like they have a story like this creep pasta that like is in that time period it like kind of sets the mood i think a little bit more too and it also gives us a little bit more of an economic horror because like again like it, it's a shitty situation this guy's been dealt like or uh like getting their landlord kicking their entire like uh all their tenants out because he's afraid of the pen of like of being of uh of quarantine and such um like that was happening <laughs> back yeah. then too so yeah it adds a little bit more of a real world element to the story and then we're thrown into it with some more like kind of conspiracy theory, like fictitious horror. Um, so that's all I really kind of wanted to say about that was just like, yeah, this I I kind of like how like the 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 story was able to like set a mood by simply putting it in a certain time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, next thing I have here, the Ophidian Motel was the only place I could go that was open, and by the looks of it. Not too many people were interested in taking them up on their offer. I'm just going to Google what Ophidian means. Of of relating to or resembling snakes. uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Okay, that kind of checks out and and tracks for theme. Um, You know, like this motel kind of being a den of snakes i.e. the cultists and the desk clerk are these like morally corrupt folks tricking people to come in or like killing like very like, literally how you cut his arm off and there's some like wriggly stuff that wants to come out 
yeah that yeah things. also the dagger is described like snake like a snake uh, knife yeah yeah like it's it's very much like metaphorical but also like in, in, even like literal in some states some states yeah they made a theme yeah and the whole thing yeah and also like it's just the titular name like the ophidian motel like it sounds cool and like it, it's good on paper and like I, that would like be that's an interesting name for a motel and then like if i didn't because i didn't know what what the name meant like i didn't know what the word meant until like i looked it up and i was like yeah if i was like if i was like googling that while i was in the motel room and like found that out, i was like uh <laughs> i've made a horrible mistake <laughs> would you or would you be like hell yeah <laughs> i i'm probably a mix of a little bit of column a a little bit of column b i'd be like Fuck yeah, but also I am str- I found myself in a horror movie mm-hmm. or or a creepypasta. Like I my 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 um my danger sense would be like a little bit more heightened. <laughs> yeah. So, uh and then we have this part. You you brought it up with your um uh your issue with like the uh the description of the TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um Still, it was more pleasant than I expected with a microwave, mini bar, widescreen TV in brackets, though one of those cheapy ones that sell for $50 at your local retail store with no name brand on it and in bracket a round table and chair and a queen size bed. Wait, hold up. $50. <laughs> now, it's small. admittedly, this is sort of superfluous. But for the sake of being critically silly, I had to check out to see if, like, can you, <laughs> you get a 50 jumped on Walmart.com? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, to see if you could get well, I, well, and we're all we're all from Canada. I assume this is in the States. So yeah. I also consulted two of my American friends to see if this was a a viable price range for Are a for a widescreen TV. Even. Yeah. And <laughs> I and and thanks to one of my friends, um, actually both of them, honestly um who gave me like different kind of uh situations for it um you can currently buy <laughs> a widescreen tv of 24 inches from best buy in the states for 59.99 so it's not that far-fetched i assume like uh, like supposing like you know even like give it give us like it's been three years so like even back in 2020 it like around like 2020 or earlier maybe 50 dollars would have been even it would have even been 50 dollars or like forty nine ninety nine, or you know he's just generalizing. It's roughly a yeah. fifty dollar TV. Yeah, tax, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, price. Like, yeah, pr- a five on the front. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. Like price rate. Yeah, exactly. He's being he's being kind of generalized and some of that. So thank you, RPX Adam and Brownie, for your uh, outsourced um, knowledge on Americana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I just I I like the. I think honestly, what you what you suggested in your grammar position is really the best way to do that because, like, you don't have assholes like me who are just like, "Hold up, fifty dollars." Mm. It's also just the fact that it's unnecessary. You know? Yeah, it it is. Well, just, it, yeah, it's like, a crappy TV. That's all you need to know. Yeah, crappy widescreen TV or like widescreen TV, n- no name brand, uh, obviously. Oh, like that's one, all you need. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't need to say that it's like one of those cheapies that sell for fifty dollars. Like, like it's it's an interesting little detail. But, or it could be like not a good one, but at least it's not a CRT. It's not too. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, that would have been fine too. Like, I, I again, this is like kind of just superfluous. Like, I'm really nitpicky here. It's just like the the use of actual like sell for fifty dollars. Like, it threw me off. <laughs> so I was like, 
if you put in a stat, it's got to be accurate, and people yeah. will look it up. Yep. Yeah. Um. Now I'm just having post-traumatic stress syndrome from picture this. <laughs> All the stats. <laughs> All of them. But I digress. I'll move on. Okay. Um, the one who came toward me placed his hand over my mouth and, with very little effort, pushed me up against the wall. The hand holding me was gray, wrinkled, almost mummified, but strong enough that I could feel my jaw ready to crack against the pressure. If he had squeezed any harder, it would have broken for certain. I think this might be grammar position. I'm, and I apologize if that if this sounds like it is. I think it should have mentioned that the road figure moved incredibly fast or like some kind of like inhuman speed because like Nair just like lets that ha grab happen. <laughs> Yeah, I have a note on that. <laughs> okay. Like, okay, so I'm not the only one who's like, that seems like it's like the the one who came toward me placed his hand like it like when I see her like placed his hand on my mouth, it's just like just gently and slowly placed on my mouth and it's like like pushed against the wall. <laughs> like, yeah, he just like calmly walked up to him and went like a shh <laughs> yeah. as he like leaned him seductively against the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kind like of how it, it's a, it is a CD motel. -na 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 -na. Yeah, <laughs> gets a little bit more uh, eyes wide shut, or like um, <laughs> the 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 culture is like, what's your safe word? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think it definitely should like the the intent here is obviously supposed to be like that. It like it grabbed him and like pushed him to the wall, like inhumanly. Like it's it's got to be faster <laughs> than than what it's it's not saying. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, and then my next one here, his wrist severed completely from his arm and fell to the floor. He looked down at it with his yellow roomy eyes, more surprised than anything, but where you expected to see bone, blood, anything at all, there was just a void underneath the gray wrinkly skin was an empty shell or maybe not quite empty. And then it kind of goes into like the squirming like matter that's kind of trying to get out and such. Mm -hmm. Um and then so like I really liked this description like because it definitely reveals this like unearthly or like eldritch thing masquerading as something humanoid or like just something inside of this cultist that's like giving gifting him the the life or the the, the giving gifting him the gift or curse of like unholy immortality <laughs> yeah. or unholy life um i'm actually it, for some reason though the the description of it it's like this like weird kind of grayish like 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 grayish like uh green like liquid or something and the void aspect kind of reminded me of a show called shadow raiders or war planets in america where this planet eating planet called the beast planet um when it eats various worlds it sometimes makes copies of them like a lure for other people or like explorers or inhabitants to like come back to if they've escaped the planet when uh um before the uh the beast planet because it want the beast planet wants to eat everything on the planet including the like any escapees yeah. so it'll some in one of the episodes it makes a copy of one of the plants that it ate previously to try and lure back its the um the majority of the inhabitants that escaped the planet before it was devoured um but the planet, yeah, but the planet, the decoy, 
like this lure decoy planet, and even some of the inhabitants that were devoured as well on the planet at the time get get made into these copies. And like under the surface, there is this material. It's not just like magma or like fire or like, you know, like the molten core of a planet or like even for the person, it's not just like flesh and bone underneath the body or within the body. It's this uh, it's this material that the the beast planet is made of and uses itself. It's like a dark matter slash antimatter kind of material called null matter. And it kind of looks very like gelatinous and like goopy and stuff like that. And so I, I was kind of reminded by that from the description of this creature, like lurking inside of these people. So that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything that reminds you of, I think your favorite. Uh, it is 100% my favorite, sh- uh, like, favorite, like cartoon or CGI animated show, or honestly, it's my favorite sci-fi show from growing up. Yeah. It's basically um, what turned you into what you are now. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it, it, I don't know if it, what turned me into like what I am today because it, it just it it checked off a bunch of boxes for me as a kid. Like I love Star Wars. It's set in a kind of sci-fi Star Warsy fight thing where like aliens are fighting each other. It has a Cthulhu monster or like a cosmic horror element with the Beast Planet and the the Beast drones and all like the like all that like the 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 whole like situation of like this dire situation of like this planet that eats other planets. Like mm. yeah, it's just a really cool like show and this these cultists kind of reminded me of the of the uh, the beast uh beast decoys basically um beast so coys. yeah the beast coys mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i gave a props to that also they just kind of remind me of like call of cthulhu or delta green cultists that you have to deal with sometimes like um there's a there's a cult in in delta green called the disciples of the worm who are people who have been give been able to like achieve a, a sense of immortality by allowing this parasitic worm-like creature into their their stomach um that secretes a, a secretes a substance that gives them like immor- uh, immortality but they are in constant pain and they need to constantly feed these things like blood and stuff like that yeah Basically um and it, them into a vampire yeah and there's also like some other like it's it's just a really cool concept of like these of like a, of a cultist or a cult group that's like attacking you is like this basically like mummy cultists are always a fun like concept. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but I'll move on to the next thing I have here. Uh, the others reached for me, but I slashed out with the knife and I saw a finger fall here, a hand there. And the and the ones so injured also grabbed their arms, fighting to control something that wanted out. And it just gets cooler from here. <laughs> that that's my 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 comment on it. It's just like what I think is going on here. Like for me, like it, it's clear that like uh, this is at the time of like reading the story. This is what my my comment is like. So these like liches or mummified or mummified cultists are only immortal as long as they keep the thing inside of them that gives them their longevity again see that idea i just said of uh, the the delta green cultists the uh, uh disciples of the worm mm-hmm. um and uh but like it wants to get out and like again so it needs it a symbiotic relationship then if it wants out no it's it's clear i, it's I think it's like they trapped it yeah I, i'd say it's almost like a parasitic. i think it's it's not I, parasitic either because it would be wanting to stay in there I think I think the par- it is parasitic. It's just a reverse parasitic uh, relationship because, like, the parasite 
is not the worm, but the person that it is. Yeah, that it is uh, that it's keeping contained. Uh, it's sort of like a lamprey kind of uh, situation, which I guess is also actually that's more of a form of symbiosis. But the the shark doesn't like like the sh- in this case, like I feel like the the shark is the thing inside the cultists, and the cultists are actually the lampreys. So I guess that is a symbiotic relationship. It's just like this one's a forced symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Because they are it's not consensual. Pla- <laughs> yeah. And they are placating it with like this this chemical or this compound that they, they're deriving from blood. Hmm. So <clears throat> um speaking of that, uh let's go into this next thing here. I've learned a few things since that night. First, I found out what it what it was. Adrenochrome. It's a substance everybody has in them. Maybe or made by the adrenal glands. It's out there. If you want to buy it, or, <laughs> it's out there. If you want to buy, <laughs> sorry, it's out there. If you want to buy it, but rumors say that there are certain people that get off on on the high it produces, that it can extend life, and the only way to produce the best is to induce fear, and the best fear comes from younger people. So, I looked this up as well. And it turns out this is an actual chemical compound that exists in our bodies. Um, and there's a bunch of conspiracy theories surrounding it that are basically fit the bill of this creepypasta, like um, of like the rich and wealthy and celebrities, like like having secret satanic societies devoted to like collecting this substance from people um, to stay younger and, 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 and immortal. Like, um, it's been going on like this, this, these conspiracy theories have been spawning around since, um, like for like the last like 50 or so years. Um, and actually it seems like either they, either they are, um, uh, uh, it actually kind of derives from, um, it's either derives from, or the, this story was an inspiration for was the Hunter S Thompson's book, fear and loathing in Las Vegas, which is also a, a movie has a movie adaptation that deals with the same kind of like um, conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems like either like the, the, the story and the movie were inspired by this thing, but also they are kind of progenitors or like uh, proponents of it because they are, they've, they've kept it rolling. These conspiracy theories that uh, like people like in the far right and some of that have about like the reptile people that run the show and like the secret, societies of like hollywood that are kidnapping people and like siphoning their their blood for the adrenochrome yeah basically like the rich are eating us or like like kind of like that kind of uh conspiracy theory situation um so it does seem and it's reading this story i was like after and then reading like those articles on wikipedia and other websites i was like wow yeah no this story is as far as I can tell, it is heavily inspired by that, by those exact conspiracy theories. Um, especially since it goes into like that, the insinuation that like local, local electees and like, uh, or electoral candidates, um, in this guy's like city are, are, and have been doing this apparently for a while <laughs> and are members of this cult. <laughs> so, um, and then we get this last bit here, which I actually I found very clever and even kind of cute as a as a way of like tying everything together. Um, so this is the last like bit of the story. Something saw an opening and was trying to force its way into this world. Something so monstrous, even they tried to keep it held within. 
something held back, protected by only paper, by only a paper thin surface. So I don't know why, but when I read that, I was like, oh, that's kind of cute and clever because it's like kind of like the paper thin walls of the motel from earlier kind of and like yeah. the the mummified flesh of these cultists like being like the 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 very thin membrane that keeps like uh that like that are is keeping this thing held at bay it, uh, there's like it, it, there was some kind of like maybe it's like an allegory or like there's some kind of symbolism going on between like the paper thin walls of the motel and the paper thin surface of these cultists mm-hmm um like keeping this like the motel like is paper thin like keeping these dark secrets in within but like not able to get out necessarily um and then also like these cultists are trying to keep these things inside their like frail paper thin bodies so like i thought i, I for some reason when i read that i was like that's that that's kind of clever even a little cute story <laughs> so but uh yeah that's my my actual thoughts so I am curious as to why Mikey didn't like it or or is not recommending the story. So, all right. Uh, so, my first actual thought is when I read um, the uh, the conversation between the staff member and uh, Nair. Yeah. Uh, so it goes. Uh, Two nights, please. He looked up at me and then at his phone. You know, you should probably be home. This stuff affects the older population way worse than the rest of us. Dick, I'm not that old. And even if I was, he didn't need to be talking that way. Not the the time. Two nights, please. Um, so, as mentioned earlier by cultists, it would have been nice at the beginning of the story to say it happens during the pandemic or a mm. pandemic uh, because this line fits. Um, but because I didn't get that, uh, I assumed that this stuff was um, a reference to the... Um, uh, apartment being sprayed for bugs. Oh, which I was like, why does the clerk know about the bug spray? Well, uh, say in the first paragraph, <laughs> it was especially upsetting because with everything else going on in the world, travel isn't exactly the greatest thing to be doing right now. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't flat out say that it, the reason for that. Well, like the next sentence says, chances where he was even lying about it, that he just wanted the building to himself so he didn't catch anything. Yeah, but... <laughs> like, I only bring this up because, to me, it was very clear. To me, to me, it wasn't clear at all. It so. could be clear okay. for sure, because... Yeah. It's only clear to me because, like, we've been through it. Like, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It should yeah. straight up say it. You are, you are both absolutely right in that. Yeah, although I do mm-hmm. think your take, like... <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little surprised, <laughs> but like I, I think this might be partially on you. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, like did you not catch it? Did you like did you legit not catch that it was during the pandemic? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Okay, no, that's fine. Uh, like, I, that, like, yeah, like, yeah. Sorry, I I just assumed that there was a bunch of um 
bugs going away, going around and like people's houses were being sprayed, which is why the hotels were full because during the pandemic, the hotels weren't full at all because people stayed home. Yeah, but there were hotels that were closing and like keep and they were like making it so that you they did they did like basically like half the hotels like they were like closing like half the hotels like spaces to like avoid like quarantine like for to to accommodate. I don't think he was straight up meaning that all the hotels were full of people. It's that the hotels were closed down and not in use or in such reduced use that you could not find a hotel because they're either shut down or reduced so much that the few people that need them are already using. Yeah. 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 Like I, so, I, I, <laughs> I do, I do agree. Like, I, like it does need to, like, I think it should have stated that like it was the pandemic just like kind of give us like some more clarity on that. But I also think that, yeah, you, you definitely missed the mark. Well, <laughs> yeah, you missed. Yeah. Well, the, the problem is that this stuff isn't mm-hmm. defined. Yeah. Like that's the real problem. Like the, the uh, staffer at the motel says, you know, you should probably be home. This stuff affects the older population way worse than the rest of us. And there's no explanation of what this stuff is. To, to counter a little so bit, he does, he, he does say, uh, do you need, do you want some disinfectant? Yeah, there's so many. <laughs> it's also there. It. Dude, like, yeah. Like... It, here's the thing. This references it so much without actually saying it. That's the thing. If it said it once early on, it'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really what it needed. Like it does it just need like mention mm. of like the of quarantine or the pandemic. Like something just straight up yeah. say early on when it's saying like especially upsetting with COVID going on on there and everything. Yeah. Like just yeah. straight up drop it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um so my next actual thought is me being critically silly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because Nair gets partially stabbed by the zigzag dagger. Yep. And then after that, there's no mention of the dagger. It's uh, so, <laughs> so I just visualized it still stuck in him during the entire rest of it. <laughs> Just like the tip is sticking in, and it's like flopping around as he's running around. <laughs> I was like, oh god, this really fucking hurts. <laughs> and yeah. I think part of the reason why um, I visualized it that way is because when he's um, being held against the wall and with one hand and being um, stabbed with the nut the zigzag knife with the other um all we get is i clicked the switchblade and sliced his wrist which wrist the one holding him against the wall or the one holding the dagger yeah that's true i mean does it matter regardless if he well, touched either wrist he would have been he would have let him go yeah but the thing is um there that's the opportune time for him to when he grabs his wrist he drops the dagger or yeah. uh the dagger fell with the hand like something to tell us what happened him, is what you're saying 
<laughs> what? <laughs> no, no. Like, it's a I, I, situation. He wants to make sure. Luke, like, I, I think actually what might have been a really cool like part way to describe this is like, it's like <laughs> we both went for, we both, uh, we both, um, uh, we both used our knives like and as like he he got a, he got a, he got uh, he almost got uh, gutted me but i managed to like cut uh, cut the wrist of his hand that was grabbing me by the by the neck kind of thing or something like that or like maybe like if we wanted to have it it's the knife the knife hand um like they both they both used uh, like both went with their knives um and uh he got he he stuck his knife into me but not deep enough because i sliced his wrist uh his, his knife hand wrist something like that yeah yeah it, it could again there could be a little more clarity on like which wrist but i i i kind of got that it was his uh, the, the one that was like holding his his face yeah but um that that's sort of what i got too but also there's it's the opportune time <laughs> to mention that he dropped the dagger when he went to stop the goo from coming out of his hand or yeah. his wrist it doesn't really matter if he dropped it or not even if he slashed the one that was holding his face and he had he was holding on to the the wiggly dagger in his stomach if he slashed his other hand and it made him recoil back because he had to mend to that hand he would have dropped the knife at that point to hold his hand closed like regardless he'd be disarmed but yeah but it, it doesn't say and i want that clarity <laughs> okay fair enough yeah <laughs> all right so i think we know who the disney princess is this week <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my next quote here is the escape itself was a blur to which my response is correct I don't even know what happened because <laughs> ah, let, yeah. let, let's yeah. <laughs> let, let's look at the facts here <laughs> the ritual is being performed in a motel room there's no mention of size, so it's left to assume that it's the same size as the one that Nair got earlier, which is a small room with a bed and whatnot. Yeah. Um, there are five, maybe six people in a circle around a 13-year-old who is bound and gagged, mm -hmm. uh, evidenced by the following quotes. It had to have been a group of six, seven people easy but definitely not the sounds of a John or his lady going off to spend the night. And inside were a group of figures, all in black robes. One stood and moved toward me, and in the middle of the circle, I saw a young girl, maybe 12 or 13, bound gag, nearly naked, and absolutely terrified. So, with that, I don't know how he got into the middle of the circle with just his dagger grabbed the girl uh, who is bound and can't walk herself and slashed at these cultists it says it says how he did it <laughs> it, it says but he just it, like charged it, in there and took a slice at each one one slice was like hitting a hand another one was hitting a finger Basically, if you just clip yeah. them once, they're incapacitated. And then he could just keep going, grab the girl, and leave. Yeah, but but the thing is, he's overpowered. There's five or six of them. They should be they're able... Glass cannons, though. All he has to do is hit one of them, and then they're done. 
They're yeah, all balloons. You pop. But they also. But they also have absurd strength or whatever based on the first one. If yeah, they hit him, if, if they he hit him, a knife yeah. towards them, they can't touch him because if they even poke their hand, they have to stop. Is the whole thing? Yeah, he has the knife, so he wins in melee combat basically, unless they all like attack him at once. At which point, some of them can get him from behind. But they also yeah. are so scared to not get pricked at this point because it's such a big deal. Yeah, well, like, uh, maybe if there's a something saying like, after seeing how I um how I I, I cut the hand off the other one, a bunch of them like didn't even try to attack me, or, or they recoiled in like yeah. worry, like they they all looked like some of them like recoiled in shock or worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I it's definitely like I will I really like I like it's all a blur how we escaped. It's like ah yes, the Lovecraft. Uh, uh, method of escape it's like the character just doesn't know exactly how they escape they, in fact in some cases they just blacked out and woke up in a hospital bed with mm. a popsicle stick in their mouth yep. <laughs> but um yeah no it's definitely like it, it kind of it's kind of a cop-out but it's also like i mean also when you're in that i i feel like it would be it make more sense than like him knowing like exactly what happened in that frenzy of, of like panic like I feel like being a blur is like is a better descriptor for this scene because like he's just like worrying around with like basically like thr- like thrashing around with the knife, cutting whatever like comes close while grabbing the girl and getting the hell out of there. Like it's it's a flurry. It's a it's yeah. a it's a Russian and like blur of panic. Yeah, yeah. And he still has that dagger stuck in his stomach. So <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I I also okay. So I honestly think it would have been like would have been better if like the um the dagger had been stuck in him and he had that dagger like here's the thing i'm gonna let so you that have could this. deal with you okay <laughs> i'm gonna let you have this because you're having fun with it but mm-hmm. it did say that the the dagger like just the tip was put in him just to like mm-hmm. basically like tease him or whatever the fuck so yeah. once he cut his hand off that dagger just fell in it's yeah. not it did not stay in him no that's i don't true. even think it was an inch deep well yeah it was just the tip <laughs> yeah just the tip. <laughs> and it's also a zigzag dagger. So we don't know how much ziggy and zagging it does. It's not in them. Unless the, like the weight of the dagger would pull it out honestly yeah. alone. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm pretty sure like it would it would come out. If it was just like a bit of it, it wouldn't be like yeah, it wouldn't be screwed in there. Yeah. It it would still be nice to have that clarification. For sure. Oh, yeah, like I'm I'm not completely fighting on you fighting you on this because like there does need to be a lot more description about the altercations that happened in this yeah I have no mm-hmm. basically yeah and and for preface like for the most part like part of this is being critically silly like <laughs> but also like we are anymore <laughs> well, some, some of it is some of it is critically silly some of it is like actual like just some some constructive criticism of the story <laughs> of like it could use some more mm. there's some more deets but yeah yeah, and then my next actual thought is that the monster is like toothpaste. Yeah, because uh, and the the quote that we had earlier uh, for a moment, I thought I saw something greenish gray, thick, oily, writhing, like it was going to push its way out of the arm, like tube of a toothpaste 
So uh, I just thought that visual was kind of neat. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, well, shouldn't there be something being squeezed out of the hand that fell? Yes. Um. Yeah, it could be that. Or it, maybe like... It's yeah. described mm -hmm. once, yeah. and then it's meant to imply that all further wounds look like this. So it yeah. doesn't have to describe it the exact... It doesn't have to copy-paste it every single time an attack happens. Yeah. Also, well... Yeah. Well, it's just that the, the, the hand is more apt to be a toothpaste bottle. <laughs> because yeah, they're also like weird mummified things and so yeah it, to, to me the way i saw it they're all paper mache filled yeah. with goo yeah basically you know so no, you know i just regardless of what you're cutting that's gonna happen you know i just realized what this this goop is what was that it's the gray green version of the stuff oh my god it is da, 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 the stuff <laughs> like it 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 even like kind of acts the same way like it's a like it like turns people into like like it hollows out people until it's they're just their skin. Yeah. Oh, is that what that did? In that movie? Yeah, well, remember, like what happens it to like the, the zombies? I just don't remember this. It, it turns them into zombies, but at the end, um, the uh, the the cookie guy, the guy that's like, uh, the the like the formerly like a cookie brand dude, um, when he's in the radio uh radio booth with the girl, he reveals that he was actually uh, under control of the stuff, and he like. Un like basically opens up his mouth and like the, the stuff comes out of him until he, he's just like basically a deflated body of skin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember the visuals of that movie were pretty grossly awesome. Yeah. But also not yeah. this creepy costume. No, but it, it is a similar kind of thing <laughs> potentially inside of these people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so that's the end of my actual thoughts. All right. Uh, gamer. It is indeed my turn. So, first off, I want to have a note here, or I do have a note here, to bring up the website itself. Yeah. Because I know, Cultus, you've seen this website before and all that, so you may have talked about it or mm -hmm. whatever, but I just want to uh, talk about it a little bit. Sure. Because I don't recall being on the site before, and this is the first time. This is, this is fresh for us, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, like, last last week, me and Adam were on it, but... I, I I had such a good time with that uh such a good experience last time that I was like let's 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 dive back into this uh this website. Mm -hmm. So especially since the email you sent me said a new website for creepypasta, so I assumed <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, but um like the downside to it, mm -hmm. it's like black and red, which is kind of samey. Like pretty much all of them go with that scheme. Yeah, it's so it, it's it's kind of like it's almost a trope in itself within creepypastas and like internet horror. Like you, I yeah. it's, it's white and red on black. Like, like I get it. Black and red is like the evil colors, but like, yeah, they don't have to be. And I don't say you have to be yellow. I like, <laughs> it's I not think... a, it's not a yellow preference. It's just like when you line up all the creepypasta websites, they're basically all the same. Yeah, the the only difference between them, like uh, color scheme wise, they're all the same. The only difference yeah. is really just like the style or like of the logos or the mm -hmm. the the text and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes, but upsides to this though, I really like that it gives the published date, who wrote it, oh my who God. edited it, who did the thumbnail, full copyright info. Um, if there's any audio uh, available, yeah. yeah, that's there. The read time, there's a star rating system for it, all up front. Hell, there's even accessibility options on the right. Have you noticed that? I just noticed that. Click the red T pose, man. 
You can increase and oh decrease the text, God. high contrast, negative contrast, light background, dark background. You could underline the links. You could change the font. <laughs> so good. Also, they don't just credit the author and like whoever edited and and uh, it's actually one guy I think because uh, Craig Gro- uh, Groshek is actually like the the owner of the website or at least the owner of the company that owns the website. Okay. Um, they also fucking credit thumbnail art when it's yeah. when it's when it's uh, brought in. It's like that's yeah. It's like there's it's so much effort good. put into this website, and I love it. Yeah. Also, I just I just like I clicked on like again like the 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 top one today right right now. Uh, we've actually covered it, so it's actually like there are creep bosses on here from the wiki that have like so the, they, the the author has gone and like posted and onto this site. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like Fay Hollow, which was uh, by um, Shadow Swimmer seventy seven, uh, or Mike Landry, as they are on the notes. Um, but yeah, so like that's like I, it's like there are actually it's not just like new stuff; it is like older stuff. But it's this is a lot more reliable in terms of like when we're trying to find like who wrote the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like this is probably like visually and functionally the best creepypasta website. I dare say that we've encountered. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cute. <laughs> yeah. I wish all of them did the same due diligence that this one does, mm-hmm. but I shall move on. Yeah. And talk about the combat situations in this story. I feel that both of the fights, both him in the bed and him um, kicking the door in, they come off so sudden, strange, and awkward. Like, there was a couple sentences missing to describe things in both fights. Because, like, the first fight, the murderer is leaning over him, and he, like, grabs his thigh to confuse him, but also in a way to make him drop his knife. Like, does Nier know some pressure point shit randomly? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not described well. Like when he first like grabbed him by the thigh, like I don't know, maybe because it kept referencing like a CD motel and the things that people do in these, it came off kind of sexual. <laughs> it was weird. I just grabbed him by the balls. It's like, yeah, hey, well, no, that's the next step. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's and then the second fight, he like kicks the door and observes the scene, and then he's immediately pressed up against the wall with no mention of a struggle. And he just stands there and lets the cultists get close to do this. Yeah. There needs to be more descriptions. Especially since these are the the high, like, climactic... Well, technically two. There's two high danger areas in this story where Nair could have died. But there's not enough, like, flavor and description put into those scenes to make it flow nicely, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I I, was, I wanted to look at the thigh part because I it was like thigh. Um. So I like uh the the quote is like he came in close, ready to cover my mouth. He leaned up against the bed with my free arm. I grabbed the back of his jeans, finding his hamstring and squeezed. So he does actually have a pressure point, kind of. Uh, is that? Yeah. Although I'm not, I'm not a professional. Like I'm not a combat aficionado. I don't. Hamstring is in the thigh. It's in the back of the thigh. Okay, so is squeezing that actually like a pressure point, or like is that? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, but yeah, like that he is. Said he uh... specifically targeted his. He did a called shot on his. Uh, yeah. on an unarmed attack to his hamstring. Yeah, it was weird. Which would I guess like it would have surprised the guy if he, if the guy's like already nervous as it is and like. like ah! <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Doing something surprising like that <laughs> works, but like. Yeah. 
So it even says that like making him like drop the knife and everything, like completely yeah. disarm him. Was, I don't know. <laughs> it does even say like he was so surprised that he yelped for a moment. <laughs> like, yeah. So exactly what I did. <laughs> and then loosening his grip on the knife and he tried to drop to one knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it. It is. It is kind of strange. Like it, I, it, it got very like there. There, I agree. Like there should be a little bit more, maybe, like explaining how this character knows. Like <laughs> you mess with the wrong, <laughs> like wrong forty-year-old motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Like I would almost like it better if it didn't specifically target the hamstring. If you just like grabbed his leg, because it's a distraction. Yeah. Because it would make him look down, and then in that second, he'd come up with a punch or like grab him by the by his collar and slam him into the headboard like he does like just yeah. i don't know in that section it's oddly specific but it's not in in the other sections where it should be more specific it's not specific enough you know where it's describing things yeah mm-hmm. but i'll move on from Uh, I like that all the baddies have some weird like monster inside them that's trying to get out. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Nair literally c- cuts through all the cultists with like ease, which is kind of oh. odd considering these are otherworldly creatures of unknown strength and powers. Maybe, but, it's, yeah. but I, as I said before, he does have a knife, and if they get these guys get poked once, that's a big problem. Apparently, also, yeah. it might have something to do with the fact that he isn't afraid and they're like fear vampires basically. And they only have power over those who are afraid. Yeah. Cause he just kind of said, fuck it. I'm going, I'm getting that girl out of here. And we're, we're going. Yeah. They're, they're definitely like shock and awe kind of like, um, entities. Like that's why the girl wasn't like fighting back like as much as like she should, might may have been able to, because they had her in a, for a month, like in captivity. And yeah. like, as it says in the, at the end of the story, like that, and like, they were basically just giving her food and like basically keeping her in that like horrible situation. So that when they finally ready, like she was like, basically they were, they were, um, plumping her up, uh, emotionally for the fear angle of it. Mm-hmm. And, and they have to have them scared a B to get the, um, the adrenal stuff that they want. And also B because they are pepper, basically pepper mache, um, golems filled with peanut butter. Yeah. What yeah. they are. I, I think honestly you said it earlier like and like that's the perfect description is the glass cannon like they are strong like superhumanly strong they might have some kind of like they might have some kind of mojo otherwise but one scratch and this thing that is inside of them keep giving them all that wants out so yeah. like they, 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 they like yeah mm-hmm. so it's an interesting creature in that aspect mm-hmm. because most of the time when creatures are described in stories they're all like this thing that you can't even hurt at all and it's like yeah. one shots everything or even if you kill it it just comes back this is I, it's yeah. interesting to see something that is complete like extremely frail but it's still concerning yeah and then you realize just how frail it is because it's it you haven't even seen its final form which is whatever is inside mm-hmm. um and actually like that's how i would probably use this if i was going to use this for like a delta green game or like some kind of like monster or horror game is like the creature the the creatures it's like you start off with like the 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 cultists themselves like they're superhuman strong and some of that but like one point of damage and like they start worrying and if they get if they suffer even more damage then they just burst like fucking paper mache balloons like you said and you now have to deal with a shoggoth yeah 
which is way worse than any cultist sorcerer. Pretty much. <laughs> so the only winning move is not to play, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's that it's that it's a demotivator poster of like an investigator pointing the gun at his head as like the eldritch tentacles are coming at him. It's like Call of Cthulhu. The only winning move is not to play. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I should move on. Um, okay. My last note is just basically in regards to Nair finding out about what the cultists are doing, mm-hmm. how like they're addicts to adrenochrome and like they're extracting it through fear. How does he come across these I, facts? Do no, honestly, it's easier than you think. It's in the Wikipedia entry for this stuff, like for Adrenochrome. Like, uh, no, that's not my question. Okay, how does he know for certain that these mummified creatures are were doing this to this girl to get Adrenochrome out of her? And how do they know that they're like extracting it through fear and? Well, no, he. He talked he to the girl that for a fact. He talked to the girl and like got some details. Like they wanted something. They wanted it out of uh, it, it from her, but they didn't, she didn't know what it was, but she had to be afraid for it or something like that. Like yeah, she tells him how, that. Okay. Yeah. That, that they wanted something out of her. How did he and find then, out what that something is for fact? He did research and found a bunch of the conspiracy theories of like the, so it's the not well- fact it's an assumption. Yeah, but that's what he's going on. <laughs> like he's in a world where he just encountered a bunch of like cultists that were doing the thing that the conspiracy theories um like we're we're saying we're we're like we're we're talking about. It's like I'm sorry if when you come into contact with something that a conspiracy theory um was speculating and then you find proof of that, I think that conspiracy theory becomes conspiracy fact. <laughs> okay, but they also had like a bloodletting dagger. So it yeah. could have just been a weird blood ritual. Yeah, like, there's no he didn't see anything that was fact to this whole adrenochrome thing. If he wants to say that I did some research and I think this is what they were doing this for, fine. But he says it like he knows it for fact. Meanwhile, he doesn't. No, he's just he's well, he's yeah, he's an unreliable narrator. Like he's well, he's partially an unreliable narrator because like he's going we're we we're, we just have to take him at his word what he thinks is true. And like that's yeah. just the way his character is. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. I just wish there was something in there basically saying that I think this is why. Okay. That is enough yeah. for me, but it's, it's stated too factual. All right. Fair enough. That's all. Unless he like joined their coven <laughs> under and like figured out what they did and then got out. Like if he did that, fine. It's fact. He, he witnessed it. He heard them say it fine, but there's no fact. Yeah. Fair. I, I will say like, it would have even like, if they had found like, he he grabbed a book uh, on the way out, <laughs> like grabbed grabbed their grimoire. Yeah, or the or the girl had the grimoire, or like had like some like some pages from like a book that she had like on her person or something like that. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. There's ways to do it, but none of them. Yeah. Done. Okay. But that was the end of my notes. All right. Then I suppose we'll move on to final thoughts. So I, I like the situation of the story and the setup, like for the for when it comes to like a fiction, fictitious thing. Obviously, the conspiracy theories are all hokey and bullshit, um, but they're great for horror movie and horror story fodder. Um, the monster, the the cultists are really cool, and their operation, like for this horror story, like really work. Um, and 
it kind of has a a grounded angle in that a grounded like a level of grounded uh like kind of immersion in in a way because it is it definitely seems loosely based on all these conspiracy theories about like the the rich and and wealthy like um doing these sacrifices and stuff like that and also like it's set in a time that is also like an economically horrific lo- the time period for us and like we can all like uh, even if we can't relate directly to what this guy was going through like having a game kicked out of his uh his apartment we can still relate to him like indirectly yeah like it's still it's a shitty deal he's been ha- he's been handed um and then he, it just gets worse when we add the supernatural and like uh, the 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 conspiratorial elements of it um not gonna lie i could straight up use this for game fodder for like knights black agents where you're uh your people hunting down your your agents hunting down vampire conspiracies like these cultists could easily just be vampires like they're already kind of are yeah <laughs> um you i could just like modify it so that the, the the vampire the vampirism is like they're cultists that are they have some organism inside of them that needs to be placated um it could easily be agents of, uh, of delta green or like just civilians in the wrong place at the wrong time in fear itself or esoterrorist and you're dealing with like again like the, the, just like i could take this cult easily and just kind of like paste it into a a setting uh for for horror mm-hmm. so um that's why i recommend this like the the stories for me it was very enjoyable and it was just really it, it's really good fodder it got my brain working for like oh like i could easily use this for a uh as the seed of a of a call of cthulhu game or a, or a horror scenario so yeah really liked it fair enough mikey the east stands for evil um well the for me the combat needs to be fleshed out uh there needs to be a like I said, a more direct mention of being in a pandemic. Um, because I, I honestly didn't clue in because I all that I caught for the most part was that his apartment was being fumigated for bugs. Mm. Like, um, so when we, like I said, when we got to the motel clerk, I assumed that he knew about the bug infestation where he lived yeah it's which weird thing to assume though <laughs> it is very it, it, <laughs> all right I mean, that's fair but yeah okay yeah it, it's just uh my mind didn't associate that there was a pandemic in this story mm. so gotcha. um and like i said the a little more a description of the combat and mention of the zigzag dagger because it's only mentioned once and then it stabs just a little bit and then never mentioned again whether it fell to the ground or something would fix that for me 100% uh okay <laughs> but as it is the the combat is just a blur yeah and Chris, is it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and i'm not gonna recommend it all right fair enough gamer mine is basically ditto but it didn't bother me as much um because like i i didn't like i got that it's the, the pandemic so i didn't have that to bother me and ruin it and yeah the, the combat is the main problem 
is the main reason that I'm giving this a partial, not a full recommendation, because I like the the creatures. I like the the setup of him having to be at a hotel and witnessing this. The paper thin walls was like a little bit of a uh, a push to like for him to be able to clearly hear all the dialogue that he shouldn't be hearing, but like that's fine, I guess. Um, yeah. Especially since the creatures and like the the attendant who might be a creature too, for all we know, um, they're choosing to do this in this place repeatedly. Meanwhile, it's like the worst place to do it in because you can hear everything. Yeah, but it's it's rarely you like like they're, they're you can think of like when they're doing it. They're going out yeah. at night when like no one's around. He's he they they're calling the the desk the, the desk clerk. I think the desk clerk is just like the friendly to the cultist. Like he's just like an asso- like an associate or like a servitor, like a Renfield yeah. kind of character. Um and uh he's like it's like they're they're calling the reason why they keep calling him is like calling him if like if tonight's good, like do they have anybody there? Yeah. And unfortunately, the, he decided the guy was also the guy's also a little incompetent because he's like, yeah, no, there's one guy here, but like we can take care of him. And like, yeah, they apparently they've been killing people who do like end up like last minute coming to the motel, so mm-hmm. they are like hushed up. So yeah, yeah, it's just like that, a strange choice in location of the motel, like the actual motel quality itself, because you could hear fucking everything. But you're right yeah. if they plan on doing it with no one around, like because. The, the cultists, they told him to get rid of him. They're, they're not like, oh, he's not going to be a problem. We'll just leave him there. Like, they yeah. know he'll, he'll hear it, so he must die. Also, Nair, like, also, in terms of the location, like, this is a common location trope in horror movies and horror stories of where things happen. And, like, when deals go down, hell, real-world crime always happens at Sadie, Mot- uh, at Sadie, at, at CD motels and such <laughs> like that. Um, like, drug deals and stuff like that. And, like, again, like, the John Johns and uh, and their and their women of the night are, are always at mo- uh, shady motels. Nair even says in the story, um, the usual traffic is, like, dead around this area. Yeah. Like, it's not until he, is, he leaves, like, it's, like, another couple of roads down where he actually, like, finds, like, steady traffic. So, like, this is an out-of-the-way motel that he finds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, in hindsight, that part doesn't bug me. Um, but as I was saying, mm-hmm. the, the story went pretty well. I liked it. It's just, the main thing is just the combat was not described well, and it made it strange, and so much so that it bumped my recommendation down to a partial. All right, Everything that's fair. Good. It puts you in a the the good headspace to like to feel for Nair and all that. And Nair doesn't seem like a, a Gary Stu or nothing. Like he's not like he is going in there just <laughs> helping them, but that's not because he is fucking amazing. It's because yeah. they are fucking weak. Yeah, it is because they're glass cans. Also, I never at once saw like he was like it's like he's like bur- bursting through the door and like like have, like in a panic like grabbing the girl and like thrashing and stuff. It always kept, like to me in my mind's eye, it's like very awkward and like. <laughs> yeah, he's like, not doing it coolly at all. Yeah, no, it's it's really like, like not cool. The door swinging on the the chain probably like hit him in the shins. Like, ah! <laughs> he was coming in yeah that's like, why he probably that, has not kicked in the door before <laughs> that's why he got grabbed so easily like the guy, the guy just like walked up to him and just grabbed it as he's like ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> i kind of wish he took a couple of kicks to get the door in yeah like, doing it one shot was a little weird it was a little odd yeah <laughs> but it, it i mean maybe uh... nair's thick but who knows yeah who knows I, I do actually, I will agree. I do think, I don't know if it, it, I can't remember if it actually says anything about his like 
how he's like able to like fake it, like fake out his his uh, his attempted murder by like it's like I grab the the hamstring and like and then like he is uh, like luckily my my uh, my uh, my air force train or like my uh, my military training kicked in. Yeah, <laughs> like if know. it turned out he was like a vet, that would actually be a little bit cooler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he did deal with that a little too easily. Yeah, it it came off like Bert. I've been I've been reading a series called um, Monster Hunter International. And it yeah. does kind of cut like the, the combats in this kind of come off similar to like how the main character like dealt with his first monster, yeah. <laughs> like like he because the guy's just like uh, the story starts off with him just being like an office jockey or like an office worker guy, a bit bigger like bigger built and like but is like otherwise just like working at a desk nine to five and then his boss turns into a werewolf. Spoilers for the first like for the prologue yeah. <laughs> of the mo- of the novel, uh, um but um and then it tur- then it reveals that like. He's got. He's been in. He's been in combat. He's been. Uh, he was a. For, he's a former uh, soldier. So mm-hmm. it kind of all. Bundling in those as well. Yeah, exactly. So it all makes kind of sense, and it's like it actually was like that's kind of where I with the for the for this first fight with like the desk clerk. That's kind of where I was in my headspace. This the the next combat was more of just like a much more harrowing. Like he's just panicking and dealing with uh, and just it's it's by sheer luck that he escaped with the girl. <laughs> you know what's weird. I buy his fight with the like seven or eight <laughs> dudes more than him dealing with the human being. Yeah. Well, the human I, I being fight was stranger than that because I, he was an actual person, you know, that he was I, also I a way more confident. They may or may not react to these situations, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they should describe. I, I think they do describe the the clerk a little bit like kind of like a lanky motherfucker, but like they should have described him a little bit more of like a Weasley like kind of character. He's also um, a man who's committed murder multiple times. Yeah, exactly. So, but and he's like he's still nervous about it. Like after you kill like your first dude, I assume, I assume <laughs> you're uh, you're you're starting to get you start getting like a feel for it. <laughs> no, it never gets easy. No. I mean, I'm not speaking from experience. <laughs> Clearly not. As a ninja, no, yeah. never, never, not one. never, never, no. Uh, right. Also, Anyways, Mike, you just um... yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Go, go. no, go. I'm just, I'm just joking. Yeah. You were saying something? Oh, uh, and also, Mikey, like, to your, like, I think we all like technically agreed <laughs> that like they needed to mention di- a little bit more directly that the pandemic had happened. Or that yeah, this was set yeah. in a pandemic. Like it does, it does say it, and but like we kind of have like a a gradual scale of like, um, of like people like of, of us reading the story. Like it, it was sort of a gradual scale of us of of us getting it to like not getting it. <laughs> yeah, like with the it subtle without with, saying it. There's yeah, the TLDR on my um my final thoughts is there's two ways that this would be full recommendation. One mention that it's during the the COVID-19 pandemic specifically. Yeah. Um and flesh out the combats more. Yeah. Like if that was done then I would fully recommend this cuz those were my my only problems in varying degrees. Yeah. But as it stands I'm still leaving it as a partial. You guys have not swayed me one way or another. That's that's fair. Yeah. Um all right. So yeah, um I think that'll do it for this week's episode. A full recommendation, a partial recommendation, and a non-recommendation. So the spectrum. Yep. <laughs> um take with that as you will, listeners. 
Uh, and uh, if you like this episode, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below. This gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. We're all on Twitter. Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at The Gamer in Yellow, but without that W at the end, because his name is too goddamn long. <laughs> I don't have a choice at this point. No. You're practically a Reddit no sleep story title. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and now I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can also send us emails at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creep pastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. Um, and if, <laughs> and <laughs> so I had like a bit of a voice break. Yeah, a voice break. It was, there's like something in my, like some like saliva in my throat. <laughs> I should hope so. Um, and if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Select the back of tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tiers with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void of some cult, some mummified cultist's wrist after we've sliced after we've sliced it <laughs> and before he's opened it or before he's cl- he's tried to clamp it shut yes um and to the authors of these stories to seth paul thank you immensely because without your list without your authorship without these stories that you write and share online uh no matter the website we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about so thank you until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well.